well, what a crazy day it is. It's Sunday for me, Sunday for you, and uh, Gateway to Anarchy 2019 is just a memory at this point. Um, a painful... Thank God. Painful, cold memory. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. What a... You know, we, I joked, I had said on Twitter that I really hoped that we didn't have to open up our next podcast talking about how the draw was bad or affected because of the weather. Well, brother, it took a drastic turn for the worst because we're doing a whole entire bonus episode on uh, Blizzard. Well, I think you're calling it like Blizzard events or... Cards. Say blizzard brawl. Well, yeah, card subject to change. Yeah, card subject to blizzard is what I said. Um, a hell day. I don't <laughs> care if you call it anything, but it definitely was. Uh, it was crazy, and we're giving you a bonus episode because of it. Really, because of how successful the first one was. I think we should talk about that for a second. Yeah, uh, the first one came out Wednesday at midnight, uh, and then we expected what, like. 30 to 40 people to listen and much, yeah. by the time the, sh- the 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 gateway to blizzard hit we were at 100 listens and it was really only on the anchor app it wasn't until i think what late last night early this morning we got on spotify google podcasts and all like an, a bunch of other ones and there's still more to be uh approved on too which is cool yeah i mean i, I was hoping that we would have 100 listeners I was hoping by the time the second one came out, which was is on the twenty third, because the, the fact that we got it in like four days, uh, I was really happy with. It. I mean, I'm sure Bruce Pritchard would wipe his ass with a hundred views or downloads, <laughs> or, but for us, for the first one, we we're like, huh, that's pretty cool. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to keep that going. If you if you haven't listened to our first episode about the return of anarchy. It's good. It's all right. You should give it a listen. It'll 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 wet your palate, if you will, if you feel. Um, yeah, and we're gonna continue to get on more platforms uh, and talk about wrestling. Also, this is the first time we're recording um, over the phone. Matt is yeah, yeah. called in on Facebook on my computer while the podcast is recording, and I'm in the room because we tried to do it. Um, I tried to call him from the app, and it kept cutting off at the three minute mark. So this is like the third time we've tried to record this one. Yeah, but one day one's gonna go through from start to finish. But well, I mean, we're working down. The first one was four. This is three. We're getting there. (laughs) But you, uh, Gateway to Anarchy, uh, Frozen Victory, or whatever we're calling it, is uh, well, it's actually the first ever St. Louis Anarchy show back in 2011. Uh, so it's like right, the yeah. seven-year anniversary. anniversary Jinx. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, uh, yeah. just to give you like a small... I'm not going to run through everyone, because in some of the inaugural ones, I just talked about myself on each of these cards. But just for the fun of it, let's like I'm just going to tell you the first card. Uh, the show yeah. opened with Lacey and the Hooligans versus Adam Raw, Darren Childs, and Shorty Biggs. There is a yeah. U, uh, ACW U30... Uh, Title match with ACH, uh, JT LaMotta, Billy McNeil, Darren Corbin, Shane Hollister, and Tiny Tot Tony Kazina. Dingo wrestled Fitchett. Davey wrestled Davey. And I'm talking, of course, about Richards and Vega. Tozawa, 205 Live himself, wrestled Gary. Uh, Eric Cannon wrestled uh, NXT Tag Team Champion Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, WWE writer Robert Evans defeated uh, Rachel Summerlin, and then I wrestled one of the my favorite people I ever got to wrestle, uh, Dan Walsh, for the uh, title in the main. Yep. Because all those matches advertised in advance, all those matches happened. That did not happen with this gateway, Dan. No, no, it did not. Uh, We had just a little bit. Uh, But before we move on to who canceled and why they canceled, um. Let's talk about that weather, huh? Uh, the yeah. f- first time we heard anything about like the blizzard, we didn't even hear it was a blizzard. It was uh, the seventh. We heard um, that it was going to be Friday night into Saturday morning, two to three inches. So you know nothing. So I was like, okay, who cares? <laughs> like we're the Midwest, we deal with this shit all the time. Two two to three inches. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get out of my PJs in the morning for that. Then, right, but by by the time we hit third, I, I didn't start really 
So the first thing I heard about is that, that there might be snow. Because other guys said that there was, it was uh, too early to tell. And I don't watch the local news. I, I made a, a pact with myself a couple years ago that I was done watching local news because everything was just so negative and I got tired of like seeing that every day. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with local news. I'm just not even going to watch it anymore. But whenever there's going to be weather, I'll hear from my brother who will say, hey, you know what? They're saying snow on Friday. So then I started watching it. So I, I think the first I heard about it was probably Tuesday. And yeah, it was the same thing, two to three inches. It might be more, but it was going to be a storm that went from Friday all the way through to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like the problem is like we kept getting conflicting reports. So like, yeah, like you said on the uh, Tuesday, like uh, the snow, some channels reported that the snow had moved up to noon. Others kept saying the night uh, and that maybe it moved to two to four inches. The what Wednesday, it was seven to eight p.m., but maybe still early, maybe still later three to five and like wouldn't you love the job of being a weatherman where you could just say shit and who knows if it's true or not but you can be like right well i mean i tried but mother nature what a bitch am i right, right. hey that was my by the time by the time thursday hit we we knew that it was gonna be bad and well we didn't even know that because way. by thursday there was uh was your your brother's new favorite weatherman Glenn Zimmerman was like uh well there's two models uh one's going to be 2 to 3 inches of snow by 11 p.m. and the other's uh ele- what is it like 4 to 5 inches by uh midnight like weirdly timed off some people were still saying that it could miss us completely because of the Rockies for some reason cuz I, I don't know how weather works so maybe the Rockies do play a huge part in the weather maybe they don't um, and then some people saying like just five to seven inches, but it's not going to be till super late Friday. So like, I didn't know it was going to be as bad as it was, but I just knew something was coming. Right. I, I mean, I had made peace with myself on Thursday. I, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be bad. And I knew it was going to be bad. But by Thursday, it's too late to cancel. And I know that's the next thing we're getting into. So I was going to dive right into that. Yeah, that's fine. So by Thursday, I had, I knew it. Like this is gonna be bad. How bad I didn't know. Like I did. I think it was gonna be what it was. No, I didn't think it was gonna be that bad. But I knew it was gonna be bad, and I knew it was probably gonna going to affect the draw. I thought so it would affect the draw. That, I just didn't think it would be terrible like it was. Right. So the problem with this is for some people, like well, even even my mother. It's like, why don't you just reschedule the show? And I'm like, well, that's not as easy to do as you would think. Uh, you know, the hall has to be open. But Spalding's usually very flexible. So could we have rescheduled it to, like, this coming Friday? Probably. They probably would have had the hall open. You know, we could have shuffled the card around. Those are things that we could have done. But Powerbomb TV may not have been available. Uh Kingston and Cassidy flights have been bought. Yeah. And so people who bought those flights are out of money because it's not easy to get a refund for a flight that is not in your name. So for instance, when the David Arquette stuff happened and I went to get a refund for RJ city's flight, they're like, well, Unless if he's going to write a handwritten letter saying that what you're saying is true, uh, you're not going to get a refund. If any refunds were given, they'd be sent to him. So RJ and said he so, did make money off us. Great. So, you know, if uh, so, it's not that easy to get those flight refunds on the, you know, for those flights. So they're out that money. We lose our live stream, which means I have to hire a video editor, which is 
more than a couple hundred dollars that we don't have just lying around to do that at the last minute. Well, because it's so more than just editing. Things. It's somebody to come record. You need two different cameras, two different people to run the cameras. Like, it's not just here's the footage like we used to. Like, we have to hire a crew to do this. We have to hire right. the, the recorders. Um, the Yeah, anyway. So it's not as easy as you would think just to reschedule. Mm-hmm. And to me, canceling it all together was never an option. So, you know, this, the decision isn't easy, but looking at it with the information that we had at the time, it was, it were the positives outweighed the negatives just to go ahead and go with the show and hope for the best because a lot of money would have been lost to reschedule. Oh, yeah. And, like, one of the things is we met, we contacted Powerbomb. We're like, hey, this is going to happen. Are you still coming? And they said yes. Like, and it wasn't, so it's like, to us, like, if you don't come because of the snow, you can at least watch it live streaming. And we have a deal with them where you get 20 days free. So you still bought the subscription. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You still bought the show. You just... You just are watching it in the comfort of your own home, snuggled up without delicious pizza. <laughs> right. And, and so, Powerbomb is still coming. Uh, the move forward into Friday, Kingston and Orange Cassidy's flights get in without a problem. So, it's not like they had flight delays or anything. Yep. So, that happened. We called the Spalding Hall. Spalding Hall wasn't closing, so like that wasn't right. a venue. They, they were like very happy that I wasn't calling them to cancel the show. Uh, yeah, I think wasn't right. Megan like Jesus Christ, please don't? And you're like, yeah, it's not that. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. I was calling her in the morning to try to arrange like opening the hall up early in case there were people who wanted to show up real early. They could come in and just sit in the bar and watch TV and not have to, you know, sit in the lobby or whatever. So, yeah, she was happy we weren't canceling. And, uh, you know, so that's why we went ahead and went with the show. You know, a lot of money would have been lost if we would have rescheduled. Uh, Rolling into Friday now, so let's say, you know, the snow starts coming down. It's obvious at this point this is a bad storm. So the reason that we don't pull the trigger on canceling then is pretty obvious that way more money starts getting lost. Because uh, if I cancel the show, it's obvious you have to give refunds to people if you cancel the event. Um, but day of, you got to still pay for that event. I can't cancel an event 12 hours or so before the bell is supposed to ring and not pay people. He, so means, now, he means the wrestlers. He can't not pay the wrestlers Sarah, the ring announcer, the music guy, um, Chin, the referee, you still have to pay the hall because you still have the reserve and they're not closing either. So if they're not closing, they're still getting paid for that date. Um, Something also, uh, let's let's backtrack for a second. Like uh, somebody might say, well, you don't have to cancel flights. You can uh, you can move them. Yeah, you can reschedule flights, but that also costs money. So like. And I don't feel I don't want to go on to a rant here <laughs> to try to justify like this is why the show happened because here's the the honest truth is I only had I had no more than three fans even reach out like ask for refunds and the fans that did they didn't even ask for refunds they were curious if they could move their tickets to March so that was it so hmm. you know you read some silly stuff online from other local people are supporters of local people. And it's like, Oh, well, they screwed the fans. They wouldn't give them refunds. Well, like most fans didn't even, didn't even want one, but even beside the point on the day of an event, I, we have to pay for it either way. I have to pay for that event either way. So if it gets canceled, I have to pay for the event. So if we, cancel the event and have to give refunds then that's it it's over because that event has to be paid for 
and the money that was made for the event has to be refunded. Well, where does that money come from that has to pay for it? It's going to come from me, my personal finances, and that's going to bankrupt the company. It's over. So it was it was just too late to turn back. Well, wait a minute. we rolled into Friday. Don't you mean Major, the secret investor of St. Louis Anarchy? <laughs> yeah, I read that somewhere. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That someone actually believes that Major is still putting the bill. I wish. But that dude hates wrestling way, nowadays. That's why we couldn't cancel the event. Because, like, like, if this would have... And, too, there was a big snowstorm a day or two before our November event. And everything worked out fine. The roads were clear. There was a huge draw. It worked out. Yeah. It just didn't happen this time. So, you know, we still had the event. The building didn't close. If the building would have closed, we obviously would have rescheduled the event. And then then any money lost at it, you know, we would have had no choice. But if the building was going to remain open, then we had to live up to our obligation to put an event in there that Simply so put, we, the show must go on. Right. And that's just a decision that was made. I don't expect everybody to agree with it, but there were reasons that decision were made, and maybe you still don't agree with those decisions, but when you're the person that has to make them, you, know, you have to look at it and what's going to be best for the company for the fans to have it going forward. And that's just the decision that I decided to make was to fulfill our obligation to be in Spalding Hall that night. And that's what we did. Um, so I guess you and your shithead crew made a show happen, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and the refund policy is pretty, pretty simple. If the event happens, you know, and, and we'll dive into this for a little bit. Okay. We used to never offer refunds like the card subject to change and that's just how it is in pro wrestling but when the david r Tet shit happened me and greg were like well with the amount of tickets we sold in one day we have to offer a refund because he probably i mean he, he might not have even been the reason we sold half those tickets but still because we announced it and it got canceled within the same day tickets went on sale. You know, you have to offer refunds in that situation when a major talent like that gets pulled and you've sold more pre-sale in, in one day than you've ever sold in the history of you running shows. You have to offer a refund in that situation, in my opinion. So with the help of Greg, we made that call to offer refunds. And a fair amount of people, I mean, by, by a fair amount, like, I heard from three fans about Friday refunds. Uh, the David Arquette show, we probably refunded 20 tickets. So that's about what that was. Still not bad. So out of, we sold like 160 in one day. I think we sold another 15 before the event, out of all of that, 20 tickets on top of that were the ones that were refunded. So we offered refunds for the Arquette deal. But what happened because of that is a few times after that, I would have people reach out and go, oh, hey, we pre-ordered tickets, but we can't make it tonight. Can we get a refund? Well, that's a very... You know, that's a tough question because the event still has to be paid for, the event's still happening, and then this happened in like September and November, so obviously there's no snow on the ground like in September. So they like, do you offer the refund? Well, you know, I I I did for September and I don't know if that might not have happened in November. September it did. I think in November you offered well. to uh, switch the tickets to another right. show. So, you know, we refunded them. But then it's like, it was kind of, we had to have a policy for that. And if you go to a Blues game or a Cardinals game or, or any other event 
and you have a ticket and you're not able to make it, you're not able to just call them and go, oh, hey, I want this refunded. I couldn't make it. Just the same as I'm not able to message, you know, a fan and go, hey, you ordered four tickets to be put on the will call list, but you didn't come to the show, but you still ordered those tickets. Can you please send me the money for them? Like, that's not right either. So that's why we had to put some kind of like refund policy on there. And like that we're not, we can't just offer refunds if you can't make it, but the show happens. Now, you know, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. I'm not a tyrant. What? If, if something, if something happens and like, your wife or kid or like family members hospitalized and you've bought tickets to a show and you're an every show fan and you just can't make it, you know, sure. If you message me personally, we'll work something out, but we just couldn't keep this president going that we just give you a refund if you can't make it because you know, the budgets. And so these have to be paid for either way. And the budgets are set on the amount of tickets that are sold. And that's how our business runs. And I hope people understand that. And I don't want to keep going on it. So I think people do. My, my DMs are open. I'm very like open with how we do business. We're not WWE. You know, we, we, you, I'm more than happy to talk to you about personally, even why we make the decisions we make as a business and Hey, I'm open to suggestions. So, you know, that that's just our policy now. And that's why we weren't just able to give refunds. Because you see, if you were there, you've seen the crowd on in January, our pre-sale was pretty good. So if I were to offer refunds to every single like we just refunded the whole ticket list. I mean, it would be over. We'd be doing straight out of Anarchy too. And maybe just leave it there. And again, if anyone has questions or thinks I should explain something more thorough, I'd be happy to. And they can get at me on Twitter. Yep. Get at him at, at PWCS Heal Money Jovi. Get at him right there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get into the card and everything, we're going to take a quick break, uh, mostly to make sure this all works again, because, you know, we uh, we want you to hear this. Hey guys, it's Evan. I just wanted to take a second to thank some of the people, the unnamed heroes who also helped make Gateway to Blizzard happen. Um, Campbell, you might know him better as the Panthers Tape referee. Uh, He was super great and helped out a lot. Sarah obviously helps out tremendously. Uh, Just everybody, if you were a wrestler on the card, or even if you weren't on the card, even if you just helped set up and break down, that was tremendous, and we really appreciate your help. Even if you never hear this, know that both uh, Pierre and myself really appreciate the help that you guys provided, because this is a crazy crazy environment, crazy day. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you to the fans, and uh, we'll see you soon. So let's talk who showed up and who didn't. Um, there was one cancellation due to, not due to weather, and uh, unfortunately that was uh, Zach Sawyer's. Right. So, well, really there were two. Hoodie had canceled. Oh, okay, yeah. About, I, I think he canceled on Monday, the Monday before, because of his shoot job. Uh, then Zach, yeah, unfortunately, probably seen the last of Zach Sawyer. Uh, he apparently like told Mikey a couple weeks ago that he wasn't going to come, and that he was going to let me know. And he still, like, he still hasn't reached out to me. And I actually sent him a couple messages. And I was like, hey, Mike, are you still coming? You still going to be there? And the last one I sent him was, hey, I heard you're not coming. Just reach out and let me know one way or the other. And he just never responded. And you know, I really liked Zach. I always have. I thought that he had a lot of potential. And his in-ring work was always great. Him and Mikey together, I was always a big fan. Uh, but that's just not the way you do business. And 
Zach's kind of had a track record here of not doing great business. So, you know, that's it probably for him. Uh, it sucks. I know the fans all like him. I like him too, but we just, we just can't keep doing it. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to Mikey. Like Mikey shows up and wants to do big things and keeps getting left high and dry by his tag team partner. So, Did I lose? You? Okay, no. I, okay, sorry. I thought I lost you for a second. Okay, we're still going. We're not going to stop. That'll be our one hiccup. Uh, okay, right. so hoodie had to cancel for shoot job. Zach just no showed. No, no called. No showed. Uh, who canceled because of weather? Well, fair amount of people. This is a ten match card. Uh, four of the matches happened that were advertised. The other six changed. And poor Mikey. His match changed several times during the day. So at first, obviously, it was supposed to be him and Zach. Then it was supposed to be Roscoe meet Buddy. It was going to be you and him. Yep, because we had and done the rap battle thing, and like he and I have played beer pong. So like we wanted to uh, not reward fans, but like kind of pay attention to like, oh, you know, like they know each other. They are kind of friends. They are buddies. You know what I mean? So. Right. right. So then uh, we lost Durden. So it was going to be beef against Rashid. But then I was like, well, I kind of feel like beef tagging with Mikey against the hooligans and then you against Rashid was a better way to go. So I made that decision. But then we lost the Regals and Shark Bait. So I was like, well, hooligans now got to go against the besties. So I was like, well, Mikey, it looks like you're now working beef. <laughs> And then that's how it all shook out. And uh, so we pretty much we lost we lost Adam Kennedy, the referee. Yeah. We lost my brother and Ben Miller, both of our independent wrestling TV commentators. Uh, we lost Durden, the Regal Twins, Shark Bait, all because of weather. Connors. Connor because of weather. Uh, he actually spun off the road. He uh he was leaving a shoot job heading home to grab his stuff to come to Alton. And he, he actually had boxed me. He was like, hey, man, I'm going to be a little bit later than I thought. It's taken me a while to get home. And then about 25 minutes later, he's like, dude, I ran off the road. Like, now my windshield wipers won't work. He's like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Well, then apparently, if you read the internet or look at it, he's now walking to Alton. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope he's okay. But he was a casualty. Uh, that hoodie will keep him warm. So, you know, a lot, a lot of people, um, but it was what it was. I was glad that we were able to see some new kids in the pre-party match. Uh, that tag team, those young kids, uh, they're going to get a shot on the March show to be on the main card. So I got a chance to take a look at them. Uh, guys like Rasheed got to step up and do something on the main card. I don't like the really, I mean, I, even I say that, but I don't like to really call it a main card, do a pre-show. Like, people pay extra for that pre-event party match, so I still feel like it's important. And that's what I tell guys who are in it. Because I'm like, oh, am I on pre-show tonight? And it's like, well, yes and no. Like, you're not going to be on the fucking independent wrestling TV stream if we have it there, but you are involved in the match that people are paying five more dollars on top of their ticket to see, so it's not like it's not important. So I don't know why I don't like to call it like a pre-show to a main show, but I guess I still do. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how that all shook out. It was it was stressful, um, but we made it happen. Uh, well, before you know, I'm going to go on a small rant, and I, I hope that I had people that work for us or for me are probably going to hear this and go, well. Fuck, we have heat now with him, and uh, he's pissed at us. That's not the case. But I do feel like in every sport, you have to learn to be a pro. And I don't mean like a pro at the craft, but I mean you do. But I feel like our roster, they're all pros. Like they're all good at professional wrestling. But you have to learn to be a pro outside of the ring. 
And what I mean by that is when you see, oh, hell, we're booked in St. Louis on Friday and they're forecasting blizzard-like conditions, you reach out to the promoter and go, hey, is the show still happening? Oh, it is. Well, maybe we should leave Thursday night so that way we're in St. Louis before it even hits and we make the date. To me, those are things that pros do. And, you know, I've done it, you've done it. I've also canceled on booking, so I'm not fucking perfect. But you have to learn to be a pro. We used to always have that joke in the car load, like the office. That's what we would call wives or girlfriends. Like, oh, hey, we all want to stay an extra night in Austin. Better check with the offices, make sure there's no issues. If there were issues, you have to make a choice. Are you going to go home or are you going to be, you going to stay in town? My point is if there's blizzard conditions on the ground and the office says, I don't want you to do that show, you have to make a decision. Are you going to be a pro and go, I'm sorry, I made a commitment. I have to be there or not. And I don't think, you know, I'm not going to fault anybody who's like, well, I'm not going to travel in a blizzard to the show. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, though, there are things and there are decisions that you make if you're a pro. Obviously, we don't pay enough or I don't pay enough to fix someone's fucking car if they total their car. So I'm not going to sit here and go, you, you have heat with me because you didn't show up. But you do have to learn to be a pro and try to pre-plan for situations so you're able to make it. Jeremy Wyatt, that fucking guy, is a pro. He fucking worked his shoot job Friday morning, goes in insanely early, works the shooter, gets off the job, gets in the car, drive. It takes them seven hours, him, Nick Chin, Rashid Ali, in the car together, to get the gateway to Anarchy. I believe he arrives at 8.15. Gets out of the car, 25-plus with Parnell, back in the car. I think he told me it took him six and a half to get home. Gets home around 5 o'clock. Walks into his home, turn, changes clothes, right back in the car to go to his shooter to work the next day. Gets off work, goes home. That's a pro. Made his commitment. He understood. He, I talked to him throughout the day. Let him know, dude, if you can't make it, it's not the end of the world. He said, no, I'm the champion. I need to try to be, I need to be there. The only way I won't be is if I'm on the side of the road and I can't be there. That's a guy that knows how to be a pro. But Jeremy Wyatt's been working for 15 years. This does take time. So I don't want people to think they have heat with me. I, to I totally understand making the other decision. But for guys that this is what they want to do, for their living, you do have to learn to be a pro and things like making, making bookings in bad weather is a sign of a pro, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Are you done shooting on half our roster? <laughs> That's not what I'm doing. Like, I really, everything's okay. I'm sure there are people that think that, but that is not what I'm doing. I, I have Pete. There isn't a person who canceled that I like read the riot act to or told them that's fucked up like i totally understand but it's just like a food mm -hmm. for thought type situation on being a pro fair enough um all right so let's move kind of right into the card um what we announced and then what ended up happening um and the first match i don't actually remember the exact order of matches but i do remember uh the first match um, is supposed to be JoJo versus Connors, but what ends up happening is uh, JoJo versus uh, Sage Phillips. Right. I, I've known Sage for a little bit. Um, he was coming anyway, so he's a guy that went from showing up to do nothing to being in the pre-event party tag to team to going one-on-one -on -one with JoJo. I thought they did a fine job. Yeah, I thought they had a very similar. Yeah, they had a really good match, similar styles. Uh, and it was good to have JoJo back. And that's another thing. JoJo, Ricky, Cody, um, and... Uh, 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 oh, Jack Taylor. 
Thank you. I could. Th- I remember Taylor, but I couldn't remember his first name. Like they came from Austin, Texas. Well, Texases. They came from the Texases. Right. So, yep. Another group of gentlemen. Um, yeah, they had a real good match. Um, after that, I believe it was Logan James and Chip Day. Question mark? Maybe. Oh, it, it was Mikey and uh, Jake Garvin. Okay, big beef. I am a personal fan of Big Beef. I like Big Beef. Um, I like his name. I like saying Big Beef. Uh, and I, I do honestly think he's good in the ring. I think um, he needs to learn to place things better. Because I didn't get to watch his match live. But I watched. I, I tried to watch most of the card today. So when we talked about it, I could talk about each match. And, and um, I think once he gets that down, he's going to be a whole lot better. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Uh, Mikey, too. It was a good match. I, I have only watched like the first three matches. The rest of the card I have not seen, but uh, I did see this match. It was good. Well, perfect. Then moving on, is that then Logan James and Chip Day? Yeah, okay. Logan James, Chip Day. Another really good match. I think Logan James has a world of potential. I think that it's great that Chip Day is so underrated that we get to use him all the time. Because <laughs> he should be wrestling for like, real big promotions, but, you know, until those people open their eyes, we're going to get to keep him around, and he's great. Now we're going to get to go into this uh, tag team of Logan James and Chip Day that I think will be a lot of fun. Kicks and shit, right? Yeah, that that is my personal creative, so that genius name probably would take a normal person years to come up with. <laughs> Took me a mere day. My God, you're a genius of wrestling. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah, uh, but back to the match. I think honestly, both of them have a very similar style, and they complement they complement each other very well. So I, I'm actually really interested to see what they do as a tag team. Right, and Chip, like, you learn a lot from working with somebody, and Logan's gonna learn a lot from teaming with Chip too. And it's a way to just. You know, for some different stuff for both of those guys to start doing going forward. Yeah. Um, after that was then Taylor and Cody, right? Yeah. And I, I thought this was a great match. Like, uh, Albert students really shined and showed, you know, just what he's teaching down there in Texas. Um, that's Cody's it. Cody's gotten a lot better over the years. I think I used him once in Anarchy before. Then he did some house shows for NWL, but he, he's really improved and he's moving up here. So you'll see him around some more. Yeah. Uh, Zach, he's good. Uh, I watched part of this match actually today, not, not the whole thing. I watched the whole thing and I really liked it and it really made sense. If I'm remembering right, Zach was in a tag team in Texas. Um, like Zach Taylor and DG Taylor, was that right? And, I have no uh, idea. Okay, fair enough. I could be wrong about that too, but man, he, he blew me away. Just like how good and crisp and clean he was in that ring. Uh, cause I, was, yeah, I, I watched this live and liked it. And I think we have the Texas guys back in May, I believe. And I've told them to come along. So hopefully he's able to do that. Oh, that was another cancellation. The third Albert student, um, Ethan price. <laughs> he fell <laughs> ill. <laughs> I just like the wording of that message. I, I have fallen ill and will not be able to make it tonight's event. Yeah, there's no heat. I just yeah, I think that's funny when you told me that he said, I have fallen ill. Like Right. My, I love the way it was worded. Was, are you being treated with leeches and cocaine, my friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh after that is Gary versus uh Craig, right? Yeah, Gary's a fucking psycho Take a guy a fucking Canadian destroyer on the give one give one didn't uh, mitchell, take one mitchell i've seen a couple times uh, honestly he's a guy gary put over that i should use so i so, used him so gary got to work impressed. him i was very impressed and mitchell will be back in may he yeah i mean you know i guess i you know, i'll go into that for a second like it'd been very easy for 90 percent of the card to just Okay, if he shine, he come back, finish, brother. There's 40 people out there, and no one really did that. 
Which is good, because again, to me, it goes back to being a pro. Like, I didn't snowstorm anyone's envelope. Everybody got paid what they would have, what their rates were, what they would have gotten paid. You know, they always do their rates. And so it's, it's right to go out there and perform. It's what pros do. Well, also, there's the streaming aspect. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, that's even beside the point. You're streaming, and I believe we trended again. I don't quite know, like, exactly where, but I was told that. I sent a screenshot about it. But either way, Mitchell and Gary both worked their fucking asses off in that, and it was a really good match. Yeah. Uh, Next up is the returning Ricky Starks as he takes on one Thomas Shire, uh, who's without Greg Jovi because Greg is on commentary with uh, yeah, yeah. Kent Brockman. I, I think the guy kept changing his name. <laughs> right. Um, this was, you know, this was a little weird. Uh, probably because of like the alignment there. You have Shire, who is a established heel, going against Ricky. When Ricky left. He was a baby face. But people haven't really seen that character in, what, two, three years. So he comes back, and he's kind of this cocky, baby face type guy that I don't really think people knew how to react to. So it was a little bit weird. I thought the match itself was fine. What I've seen live, I didn't see it all, though. No, I've I, seen, uh, I rewatched I've seen it. Ricky's entire bare ass. I've seen that part. <laughs> Uh, no, I, again, I rewatched it today. Uh, it was good, man. Like when they start, like uh, when they start ground grabbing, and, and then just Ricky starts firing back on him, and they start like slapping each other. Ooh, you well, could feel that intensity. The most popular gift of the whole entire thing. Oh yeah, that knockout show. Euro. That's just how tough Ricky is, though, man. Like and how strong Shire is. Like Shire leveled him with that, and then like Ricky goes down, man, but he gets up. Like these are two right. Texas tough boys. Smooth Christian right. tough boys. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good match too, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that was it. I just thought I was glad to have Ricky back. Uh, yeah, because I, I miss Ricky and JoJo, and it, it'll be nice to to see Cody and uh, Taylor more. Yeah. And then after them, is that Kingston and Cassidy, or is that Buddy and Ali? Buddy and Ali. Okay, because Buddy and Ali was actually supposed to be Sharkbait versus one of the pre-show guys. We hadn't really picked one, whoever was the most no, impressive, well, right? It, it, it went through a different, couple different incarnations. It was supposed to be Sharkbait against Micah, in which we would have seen Sharkbait just kill Micah. Yeah, murder, like literally murder him with a gun or a knife? Uh, no, a battle axe. Oh, wow. And then, uh, <laughs> then it turned into Shark Bait against Zach Taylor. And then he ended up with Zach Taylor and Cody. Okay. So the U Rashid match, where that is on the card, was supposed to be where Durden against Hoodie would have been. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair. You against Rashid, I didn't get to see any of it. I haven't seen a second of it. Well, you probably. <laughs> I'm going to watch it on the. On the uh, VOD. All right. If you want to put yourself over for a minute, if it was real good, go ahead. Yeah, it was a good match. I had fun. I think Ali is good. I think he's got the basics down. Um, he just, I think he needs, hmm. More moves? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the big thing. Uh, other than that, like, I, 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 I had fun. I let him plan as much as he wanted. I had a structure, and I was like, dude, just... You drove here, and as much as I hate this saying, I was like, whatever you want, get your shit in tonight. Like, it's all you. Like, you. Right. So when you say, when you say that you guys plan that, you're saying you guys are working together out there? No. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Uh, after, after your match, Kenway attacks, which kudos to that kid for fucking laying under that ring all show. That little fucking psycho. Who trained him? Jesus. Yeah, he, he just shows up. He's like, I'm going to stay under the ring the whole time. And we're all just like, what? What if you have to go to the bathroom? He's like, I'll hold it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, kudos to him. That, that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was, he was legitimately under the ring the entire fucking show. Yep. Uh, and then he blinds Buddy. 
and uh, there's a lot of blood there. Uh, Powerbomb didn't quite catch it all, but there's blood there. Independent Wrestling TV. Independent Wrestling TV. Yeah. Uh, I think people. I hope people really start. I hope they have them the whole time, but I hope like starting. Hold on. Well, oh, I I lost it for a second. Starting the whole time. Right. I hope they were doing it the whole time, but like starting right now. I hope people really start paying attention to the Buddy Kenway story. We're about to hit some really deep peaks and valleys in that. Yeah. Uh, moving on up is uh, it's Kingston and Cassidy, yeah? Yeah, and this was real cool. Uh, the match itself was fine. I'm not going to really talk about the match that much. Uh, I love Orange Cassidy, man. I, I, I have these this well, weird thing where everybody's like, everybody wants to see like this high spot like will osprey and i'm like watching orange cassidy crawl through kingston's legs just to get to the hard cam to mug i fucking lo- i love it love it right so after this match was over with i went to the back and i thanked them both and i was like you know i appreciate you guys working so hard and they you know cassidy immediately was like oh man he's like fuck man he's like these people Drove out here. He's like, there's, he's like, he's like, he's like, he said, you know, there's 12 inches of fucking snow on the ground. And he's like, and people are here. That there were people on each side of the ring. He goes, I know it's not like your normal crowd and it's not big. He's like, but he's like, I do some TV taping where there aren't even people on each side of the ring. He goes, you got people on each side of the ring. He's like, they made it out here. He's like, the least I can fucking do is what I'm paid to do and wrestle. And that's kind of what. I was, you know, getting into it the whole, you know, fucking performing regardless. Kingston is the same way. He's like, I've worked in front of fucking three people before. He's like, this is, and it was just really cool because they really uh, appreciate, Kingston loves the fans anyway. He's been here multiple times, but like Cassidy really put over the uh, fan base. Like that, that, that many people would bring those elements and make it out. I think we so, measured it was only 10 inches, so, you know. So he uh, he was re- very happy, and he really liked the Spalding Hall pizza as well. So I mean, legitimately, it's good pizza. Like, they had a right. shrimp scampi pizza that a lot of people tried just as a novelty, and it ended up being like, they ended up just selling out of it. They, they could not make any more. So I think that's weird and kind of neat. Um... Following that is what some would, I get, like to some would be kind of on the level of a dream match of the besties carnies is the besties and the hooligans. And uh, yeah, I mean, Devin Cutter is a cat. <laughs> Two top tag teams. Uh, they've, they've, you know, wrestled each other a million times. I didn't see any of this either. So I'll have to watch it on the VOD. I'm sure it was good, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I think Fitchick got a phone call in the middle of it or something. I don't know. But after that, it's the main event. Right? Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Wyatt versus Jake Parnell and a holy fuck pure wrestling match. I, I thought yeah, it was again, real good. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't, didn't see much of it. I mean, I, I know it was good because Parnell and Wyatt were in there. So I know they went 25 minutes or more. Yeah, uh, I watched it, and it was very good. Um, real, real good. So I uh, I can't stress enough how Wyatt's just on a tear, man. I think somebody put out a tweet saying, like, uh, Wyatt's going to turn away all your favorite wrestlers, so buckle in. And, yeah, man, Wyatt Wyatt's on a whole nother level. So is Jake. That's why they have great chemistry. Um, well, Jake's a guy, I think it's really cool to see him develop into a legitimate top guy and you know he was like we talked about this on the first episode but he wasn't a top guy the first run he was getting there maybe yeah but now he, he's improved to a whole different level now he's a legitimate top guy and he proved it again with the match with Wyatt like he might if Both. you look at the matches from each show you could definitely argue that Parnell has put on a legitimate match of the night contender every show we've had back. Yeah. Him and Gary, 
him and Wyatt the first time, him and Chip Day, him and Wyatt again. It's like it's four great matches he's had since we've come back. Yeah. I mean, he only gets better and better, but I, I like... I feel like we could say that about a lot of members of our roster, too. Like, each time they come out, they get better and better and better. Right. But, yeah, Parnell, he's getting to that next level. And uh, Wyatt, he's gatekeeping him, though. <laughs> Gatekeeping, yeah. gateway to anarchy. I'm so clever. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so when is the next show? Uh, we will be back on Saturday. So for... The couple fans that always complain to me that they don't like the Friday shows, we are doing the Saturday ones. Uh, the reason why is, I think, Lent or something, the hall is rented out every Friday from, like, for, like, two months. But uh, Yeah, probably for fish fries. Right. So we are doing a Saturday show. Probably, I, mean, I won't guarantee it, will probably be our only Saturday show of the year. Now, look, if we go in there, and we see this huge spike in numbers, we may consider moving to Saturdays. I got we can cover real quick. Why do we do Fridays? Pretty simple. It's easier to get the talent we want on Fridays. The independent wrestling stream is easier to get on a Friday as opposed to having to work around a million different places that run Saturdays that also do live streams. So we kind of settled into Fridays for that reason. But this time we have to do a Saturday. And if I... See a huge spike in the numbers, we will consider doing Saturdays. But it's going to have to be a pretty good bump. Uh, I believe as of right now, we have 15 front row still available for March. We moved a couple today, but we have 15, which means we only have 15 combo packs left that are going to include March. Once those are gone, the combo pack will only include... uh, April and May, which means it's pretty much the end of the combo pack. Yeah, it's not much of a combo pack if there's only just one show. It is no longer a deal. So we have 15 combo packs left, and then that is it. Uh, Yeah. All right. What are, what's, uh, anything cool going on that show, or is it just kind of a shit show put on by shit heads? Well, yeah, I mean, depending on who you ask, that's what it is. But, uh, Nick Gage against Gary J. Uh, oh, I have a feeling that the atmosphere for that is going to be incredible. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you can get your tickets at paypal.me slash St. Louis Anarchy, 25 front row, 15 GA. Uh, add five bucks for the pre-party, which will include a match, as well as the Everett Connors magic show. And I'm hoping his trick for this one will be to appear in slowly. <laughs> Lights go out, poof, there he is. Yeah. Maybe he'll have walked it by then. Yeah, other than that, I just, you know, I really, I mean, I appreciate the fans that uh, that did show up the Spalding Hall. I mean, the fact that, the fact that anybody would make, I heard, uh, I, I had talked to everyone individually, but I heard for like someone say that one of the fans had told them it took them four hours to get to the building. Wow. So to drive that long, for anything is incredible, but to an event where you know like the numbers are probably going to be down, the cards are probably going to be different, but you support the brand that much that you make that drive, like that's that's incredible to me. So, would you say I that really they did it for the brand? I'm sure that would be the only reason they did it, <laughs> but you know it, it is incredible, and, and I also think a like a shout out has to go to like the fans that didn't ask for a refund or understand the situation that we were in and, you know, still support us. And, you know, they, they get it. And that that has to be talked about as well, because this does not happen without them. So it's a pretty incredible thing because I think our number was like anywhere between 40 and 45 people that actually showed up. Yeah. And that's, Pretty fucking incredible when there's ten inches of snow on the ground. Roads are fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let me just run through what we've announced for March. Uh, besties in the world versus kicks and shit, which I think will be pretty good. Um, hooligans versus the left coast gorillas, real good. Uh, Mikey versus KLD, 
As we said, every time Kevin's been on the show, he's killed it. Uh, a oh, match. Yeah, this is one of two matches I'm real interested in, and it's the Gateway Heritage Championship match, and it's Wyatt versus Larry D, and it's contested under pure wrestling rules. I'm super interested to see how Larry's going to fight that. Yeah, me too. Plus, I mean, it's the first time ever match. Larry has been on fire, and he's got, he's really endeared himself to the Spalding crowd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's going to be a really good match. Well, he's legendary. And then another one I'm really looking forward to is the man we were just talking about, Jake Parnell, taking on Thomas Shire. Like, so far, this card looks real fucking good, and that's only, what, six matches? There's four more? No, this isn't going to be a ten-match card. You're probably looking at a... Uh, eight or nine. I know there's at least there's at least two more matches to be announced. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I mean, what I love about Anarchy, but what I hope people understand what we're trying to do here is obviously Nick Gage is a big name, but at our core, we're about building the next star. And I don't mean, like, not everybody that comes through our system or comes through Spalding is going to go on to be in NXT or WWE or New Japan, but not everybody's going to be Albert, Kyle O'Reilly, and Richards and Elgin and all those Garganos and all those guys, but what I do want is like like if Logan James, I think that dude, the world is at his fingers if he keeps improving, but man, like when he gets to be as seasoned and smooth as Chip Day, you have another fantastic performance. I feel like that's what we're about is molding like just great wrestlers. And I think we have a hell of a crew right now. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think, I think we're bursting with crew because half the people I just said for the next card, uh, weren't even on this card because there's so many great wrestlers in the anarchy repertoire. Um, our May cards completely is pretty different from the March card. I'm not going to give any of that away. Ooh. May is looking real good. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of it. Um, honestly, the only reason this podcast is coming out so quickly and it's about this topic is because you, the fans, I mean, we can put ourselves over all day long, but without you there, I mean, let's put you guys over for a bit. 40 people showed up. Uh, I don't think we have the numbers for the Powerbomb stream, but we were told it was real good. I think I saw a couple yeah. people from England tweeting about it. Uh, yeah. We uh, trended locally um, on Twitter. Like, you guys make this happen. Um, there's a lot of places uh, that have backing one way or another, whether one of the wrestlers has money um, or they have an investor. Um, because you secretly have Major in their back pocket, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Uh, sure do. Yeah. But no, like you, you, literally you guys make this happen. Like, and if anytime you're ready and you're just like, you know what? We've all had enough anarchy. You tell us. And, uh, straight out of anarchy too will happen. Um, <laughs> because without you guys, and I, that, that's just a joke. Uh, without you guys, man, like none of this happens, but you guys make this happen. And that's so fucking amazing to me. Like, I love that you guys care so much about it. And so, we're going to do anything we can to help and, you know, give you more content, more stuff, like a podcast, you know? I Speaking mean, of which, we're back on, what, the 23rd with the King of Trios 2009? Uh, that is what we recorded, so it might have some incorrect audio in there, but... Uh, right. N- I think it was supposed to be the 23rd, but since we did back-to-back weeks, it's going to get moved to the 30th. All right. So, Wednesday the 30th. Um, we will be back with King of Trios 2009, and by then, hopefully, we're on every, um, platform available for podcasts that, uh, Anchor has, right, but right now, hey, on the plus side, we're on Google, pl- uh, Google dot, blah, 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 blah. sorry, hey, let's try that again, we're on Google Podcast, Stitcher, Podcast Plus, so many things, Spotify, like, like I said, if you just, um, Go to our Anchor profile, click on the uh, See More tab. It's it's like a link. It'll pop up all the platforms we're on. Find us on your favorite one. Subscribe to us and download every episode. Because 
that's that's how we know the numbers and that's how we know you guys are interested in in this just like we know how you're interested in anarchy when you show up that's all i got what do you got matt that's it all right cool great sign off buddy Fuck. Fuck you, whatever, man. I talk enough on this thing. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, gals, fan in general, or people who are just listening to shit on us. Um, we couldn't do this without your support, and uh, you mean the world to us. So thank you again, and we'll see you on the 30th, and then we'll see you again in March.